Hi guys, welcome to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season four. Oops. This is season five, episode four, the one where Phoebe hates PBS. <laughs> I was thinking episode four, episode four, episode four. And so and then I said season four. Season four. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I? The I um, workout class I took this morning, no matter what, the instructor, he's so funny. He everything he meant to say he said it wrong like he was saying he's like no more crunches i mean no more burpees sorry guys and then he's like um you've only got one more minute in this section i mean 10 more seconds sorry guys <laughs> like everything like, i think i don't know sir i know i don't know if he was just tired but it was so funny like everything basically at that by like halfway through the class i was like anything he says it has to be opposite day because none of it makes sense so he kept correcting himself but it was funny poor guy so maybe i caught a little bit of that passed it on to you yeah he's passed it on to me it must be contagious (laughs) um what was the workout how was your workout class though other than confusing oh it was actually really good it was really good yeah got nice and sweaty Nice and sweaty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go do a workout class. Um, oh, no, sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not doing a workout class. I'm just going to go up the mount, I think, do some working out after this. That's nice. Mm. Yeah. I'm exercise. Much, exercise. I'm pretty much like morning or bust. I can't do it later. I mean, I guess like afternoon on a Saturday, sure. Yeah. Which, I it's, guess is, which is exactly what it is for me. Yeah, yeah. Right. But fair enough. I do um, exercise classes after work because I'm just not motivated enough to go before work. But t- I tried once and then I got there and the class had been canceled. So <laughs> that's what you get for trying. <laughs> that is what I get for trying. And it wasn't even that early. It was like an 8 a.m. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll go to the 8 a.m. class. I'll like We've got showers at my work and I was like, I'll just go straight to work and shower there and I can like be sitting at my desk by 9.15, you know, and I was like, mm-hmm. it's not a big deal, but I wouldn't do that every morning. That's for sure. Mm. Yeah. See, that's my sweet spot. I like that 7, mm-hmm. 7.30 class, but different strokes for different folks. That's true. Um, but we're not here to talk about our workout habits. <clears throat> Unfortunately, this is, not, this is well, it'd be a very short enough, podcast. <laughs> it'd be a very short podcast. Oddly enough, this is not a health and fitness podcast. I do um, want to say, though, that I've started Pilates. I don't know if I've mentioned it before um, on the am I am I like a vegan where I'm like, let me just tell you about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do I talk about it every episode? I'm I not saying started... every other workout is terrible, but it, you know, Pilates. But is have you tried? No, I've just um, I've started doing Pilates and. I've probably been going for a couple months now, so I'm by no means like a pro. And I think She's that She's a guru now. I'm a Pilates guru. Did you know that Pilates is a guy's last name? That's like where it came from. I did yeah. not know that. Oh. Um so I do the reformer one, like on the movie reformer thing. I love it. I think it's one of those things where I don't think it's like a miracle workout. I think whatever you enjoy doing, that's what you should do because then you'll be more motivated to actually oh, do yeah. it. And that's you'll like, the, yeah, that's Absolutely. the trick, right? Like if the it's the best walking, workout walk, is the one you'll do. <laughs> yeah. If it's running, run. If it's weights, great. Like whatever it might be and balance is good, but you know, do something. And so, um, yeah, so I started doing that and I love it. Um, and I just feel like it is such a good workout for inner thighs, um, like the thigh gap, ladies out there, if you're after a thigh gap, 
honestly. I think I would you know, have to forcibly remove one of my legs to have a thigh gap. <laughs> like, well, it doesn't matter. It, that's just not – my body won't – it says no. Yeah, I mean, there's also genetics. But, like, I just – I can tell that my muscles in my inner thighs, like, because you can't actually get the same workout by being stationary because, like, it's right. a movable platform. You're, like, kind of, like, doing the splits and squatting and coming back up and, like – it's just and then like yeah it's just pretty crazy so anyway and the outer thighs my saddlebags is where I'm trying to focus so it's just um yeah it's been great it's been really fun so call me to ask me about Pilates (laughs) um well so last Saturday I um I like to do Saturday morning sessions because it's like you know it's kind of a nice way to like start the weekend and get that out of the way and it just feels good and I don't have to like rush back to anything else and um, and I've got free time on weekends. So I did a session with the owner of the gym. He does this, the Saturday ones. And afterwards, I was like, you know, saying like, oh, thank you. Great class. And he was like, um, just so you know, like you were one of the, he was like, you and this other girl. I was like, you guys were the strongest ones in the class. And I actually um, wanted to push you harder, but I couldn't because it was like a beginner class. And there was other people that were proper beginners. And he was like, you need to start coming to intermediate. And I was like, oh my gosh, do you think I'm intermediate? Okay. <laughs> so, I was like, so like I said, Ashley's like, a Pilates instructor now. Well, and then I, I went home <laughs> and I started looking up. I was like, should I do Pilates instruction on the side, like for fun in the evenings and weekends? Like then I can keep doing it and I make a little cash and I have a friend who's studying to be an instructor. And so I was asking her about it. I was like, what's the ROI on these courses like the certifications and how much can you make and I was just like do you know what maybe I should give it a year and if I still like Pilates in a year then I can because it would be kind of fun to do like I've thought about that stuff on the side yeah you thought about doing it not Pilates but yeah like I think it would be fun to do something like that I've never made any effort to do that Um, other than putting out good thoughts I've been putting out good thoughts um but I haven't been asked to move to intermediate like you so well some of us have the gift not all of us could be star students (laughs) (laughs) yeah then I also went the other day and I like could barely do any of the workouts so you know it comes and it goes I wouldn't trust it yeah I wouldn't trust it my biggest accomplishment is when I work out at home and I make myself sore. I'm like, I did it. I actually wow. did something. That's impressive. I am not that disciplined when I'm at home. Well, I'll do like a like an app or something, you know. I don't like yeah. make it all up, but yeah. I do too, but I kind of am like, I was doing um, during- Nobody's the- here during- to move me to intermediate, so it's not really worth it. <laughs> You mean the YouTube, the YouTube influencer that you're watching isn't like, great job, move to. So during New Zealand's like four, six week um, strict lockdown um, earlier this year, I was doing like 10 minute abs and 20 minute, you know, like all over with this inst- uh, in YouTube influencer, this like beautiful 20 year old um, that lives in LA and I was reading some of the comments because it's a really good workout but some of the comments were like she forgot to put breaks in there so I added my own <laughs> and I was like yep that's a, <laughs> that's about where I'm at too oh that's funny hmm. yeah she forgot to put breaks in there oh yeah okay so well thanks for we'll let you guys know podcast. yes we'll let you guys know when we become fit fitstagrammers fit fitspo 
Um, yeah. yeah, we'll let you know when we have to abandon this podcast because we're too busy we're teaching so busy classes and we're teaching. so fit that we can't um, do Don't regular people stuff anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to turn yeah. away the sponsorships from <laughs> wheat germ or whatever. Wheat germ. I don't know. What do fit people eat? <laughs> what do, what do fit people Protein eat? powder? I don't, I don't know. Protein powder or something. Bananas. Um. Anyway. This is about, I was like, how can I tie this the TV in? show I Friends? I know. I was thinking, I was like, do they exercise in this episode? <laughs> yeah, no. I don't Nobody think so. does anything. Um, well, we just had the 100th episode last time. And right. Phoebe gave birth to her triplets, her brother's babies. And so we have Frank Jr. Jr. and Leslie and Chandler. Little baby girl world. Chandler. Oh, little baby! Not girl the last Chandler. we'll see of the triplets no. and Frank and Alice. They will grow up fast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I thinking like Phoebe looks fabulous for just having three babies. Absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Um, <laughs> I know it's because she actually had her baby like six months ago, and you know, still impressive. Still impressive. She looks great. She um, must do Pilates. She must do Pilates. She's at least intermediate. (laughs) She's intermediate. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're so funny. Um, No, stop you. No, you are. Um, But yeah, we've got like the whole gang there. You know, we've got Ross dealing with his post-divorce. Ross is very annoying in this episode. He is I'll say it. As a Ross head... (laughs) He, I, I he find had very to annoying, talk Ross. loud because the movie, the movie was loud. <laughs> Go to the lobby, you annoying man. I know this was early in cell phone etiquette, but like, come on. Yeah, it's a movie on. theater. People don't even like when you whisper to your friend. They definitely don't <laughs> want you on the phone, you weirdo. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> but... Well, let's let's not get into that yet. Okay. Let's um I want to start with Phoebe hating PBS. So, okay. I think it's really funny that Joey in general just, <laughs> just has Joey? delusions of grandeur. Oh, he does. <laughs> like he when he thinks, thinks he's the host. Thinks he's the host. Although and- Estelle is a pretty bad yeah. agent, so I she know. might have given him some bad intel it's there. It's true. I have a feeling it's just, you're going to be on a telethon. Bad, yeah, yeah, End yeah, of yeah. information. And he's and like, he well, obviously like, that means I'm the host. I'm the host. Because <laughs> at this time, had he already been on anything recognizable? Like, was he on Days of Our Lives or anything yet? No. No. Oh, no. I was thinking he has I was been. Like, yes, yes, yes. He has been. He was Dr. Drake Ramore because when he gets to the phone, he's like, I don't think you understand. I was Dr. Drake Ramore. Oh, and she's right. Like, Here's and your, she's phone, like, your phone, doctor. Doctor. Right. Okay. So he was something recognizable. But again, daytime yes. soap. Daytime right. soap. Recognizable as one can be. I mean, they kill people off left and right. Right. So, yeah, Joey just. His delusions of grandeur. (laughs) Delusions of grandeur. Um, I don't know if you guys follow us on Instagram, Best Friends Club Podcast, but a few weeks ago, 
we shared some throwback photo. Well, one throwback photo of us being like very angsty teens at Disney World with really excellent fashion choices. Um, Like as angsty as you can get at Disney World with your mom in like pink yeah, American Eagle clothing. Like we weren't eighth goth. or ninth we weren't, grade. <laughs> we weren't edgy, right? No, we were no, like, no, no. Oh, we absolutely so angry about this free trip to Disney, Mom. Um, like, and I don't God. think I was angry. I think I was just I don't think you trying to stay out of it. Um, yeah, but I think you, you were, were just caught off guard. You were less than amused by the by Mom paparazziing us. Yes, the Mamarazzi. But <laughs> oh, I will say, if we didn't have your mom taking those terrible photos of us, we would have no ammo now. Of funny things to look back on that's true we just thanks like mom i guess pictures. thanks mom it's finally um, happened we've we, we, we'll thank her someday the day is now the day is now um why was i gonna tell you this oh i know i was thinking about joey being confident and somebody messaged <laughs> i posted a picture so the picture has me in a bandana handkerchief thing a kerchief and <laughs> Uh, an accessory Imagine I was little very excited about. Yes, very babushka. But babushkas with more hair than they know what to do with. And um, you I, guys know the look. It was the like you know very the look of the times. You know, peasant. Our middle school mm-hmm. teacher even said to Renee, "Like, who's this peasant woman?" Um, yeah. But Renee had Renee's Italian. She has nice, thick, full hair. She does. Okay. So I'm just putting the image out there. Okay, carry on, carry on. It's great. We she should does. just keep sharing it. Should we just share it every week? Should we just share this every picture week? Every, sure. every single week till the end of time? Um, no, but I shared a picture of Christina Aguilera saying, no, it was like obviously the hot trends at the time. And somebody commented back, I don't think that's how you were wearing it. Yeah. Because Christina <laughs> Aguilera. Ashley, Ashley yes. you don't think I can see what you're messaging people. Oh, I know you can. I but I can. <laughs> Ashley said, Renee is nothing if not confident. <laughs> Well, I was thinking about that one episode when you said that, and you're like, my dad it's made true. me too confident. And I, I was am like, what do you confident. mean? And I was like, oh, I see this example. And you're like, yes. what? So I talked about putting up a side-by-side of a who wore it better, <laughs> which I think we should do this week because it's hysterical. Yeah. So that's why I want you guys to get the image because it's like Christina Aguilera, thin, blonde, straight, straightened hair, Very and she was wearing hair. it. She was wearing it like Spice Girls girl group of the 2000s where it's like, am I, I don't know, am I like working in a construction site or am I, you know, the next hot it was pop with like, girl group? Yeah, it was like with a crop top, like a bedazzled crop top and like ba- oversized <laughs> baggy Not jeans. with tall socks, sneakers and baggy cargo shorts? And like That's cargo weird. shorts. I know. What a <laughs> from old Navy. What a different choice. Weird. And so then Renee yeah, because Renee has very thick full hair, so it was a bit of a different anyway, we'll do the side by side. But anyway, Joey and I have I think about you the same amount of great. confidence. Thanks. Yeah. You did too in your V neck well, stripey let, tank top from the gap that you had in two colors. <laughs> um was the other one blue? I can't purple? remember, but probably. It was purple or blue. I can't remember yeah. now, though. You know, one for each day of the week. <laughs> what what kind of two-day week are you living in? <laughs> you don't know? Anyway, but You're not no, sure? I'm not sure. Back to friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Joey's all d- dressed up in his snazzy tux, and uh, he's all excited about doing this telethon for PBS and PBS. Phoebe's like instantly pissed off because 
she wrote them as a kid and they never wrote her back and until they did they sent her a keychain and by then she didn't have a house she didn't need keys yeah <laughs> i just poor thing. like i love when she's like i was in a really bad place you know emotionally after my mom died and it's like well obviously yeah. but yeah you know um yeah and so they get in this debate about whether or not there are any selfless good deeds and yes. they kind of go back and forth all year or all all year the entire episode yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out Phoebe well, keeps trying to prove Joey wrong. He says yeah, there so aren't. Yeah, so Phoebe's, Phoebe's like, of course there are selfless good deeds. And yeah. Joey says there's no such thing because a good deed makes you feel good. And so it's actually, you're doing it to make yourself feel good at the end of the day. So what do you think? Yeah, I had a feeling we were going to talk about this. So, <laughs> I mean, I didn't, um, I, I think of course there are selfless good deeds. Um Okay, I guess I think a couple of things. I didn't actually think about this beforehand, but I did want to ask you what you thought. I I think that just because a good deed makes you feel good doesn't necessarily make it selfish. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like you want to do something and it's like a byproduct that it also helps somebody else. I guess it's right. hard to know people's motivations and intentions, but like I think that just getting positive feelings from doing something good for somebody doesn't make it selfless. Um, But I totally think selfless good deeds. And and, and I think an example would be like, um, okay, an example I can think of is like parents who, immigrant parents is kind of who I'm thinking of that comes to mind, but like any parents who um, don't have a lot of money, but they work super, super hard and they know that their life is pretty much just like a foundation for their kids. Right. It's the whole like planting seeds that you might not actually ever get to see the fruit of that labor, but you know that it'll be there. Um, so I think those exist for sure. Like there's probably tons of examples, but yeah, like, you know, parents who they go without so that their kids can have a better life and not with the expectation that in their old age, they're going to get like wined and dined, you know, but just because they want right. better for their family. What a, so that's what I think. I think yes, for sure. What do you think? Um, I agree. I Oh, sorry. I agree. I think that there are definitely selfish good deeds. Like people do things for their own, yeah. in, you know, their own uh, self-interest. Yes. At the end of the day, it's one of those things that it's like, well, it's still a good deed. So even if it helps you, like, it's still a good deed, you know? So I don't, I I think that we shouldn't deter ourselves from good deeds that have a motive because it's still a good deed. Yeah. I guess. Like, that shouldn't stop you from doing a a good thing just because you'll get some sort of kickback or whatever. Yeah. Um, But I definitely believe that many good deeds are selfless and I that's what I, that, that's what Matt and I talked about like just because you get positive feelings afterwards doesn't mean it's selfish um if yeah. you're only doing it to make yourself feel good then yeah I guess technically you're fulfilling something for yourself but like I said before I don't think that should stop you from doing the good deed yeah um because you're still doing it and like I uh, Matt said something along the line of like it's kind of like one of the basis of humanity. Like getting getting positive endorphins for doing something nice for other people is part of what makes the world go round, right? Like I was going to say, people probably wouldn't do good things. Uh, like that's right. probably built if we into were just humans. Robots. 
yeah yeah yeah, if we were just robots we would just do what's functional and makes sense um but we're not we're emotive so yeah we we do something because we know it's the right thing and I don't think that that means that it's selfish though because a lot of times good deed I mean good deeds come in all shapes and sizes from anywhere from like opening the door for somebody when they're carrying something heavy uh to I think that Phoebe carrying triplets for her brother is an extremely selfless good deed like yeah she gets basically nothing um other than yeah like knowing she did something good for them that is all she got and probably yeah, and like marks. when he's like well that made you feel good I was like uh that punishment doesn't fit the crime there like. right and she got you know a lot she had 10 months of not feeling good and exactly. missing out and all that stuff not saying like it has to be tit for tat it doesn't have to be even to make it a good deed or you know it doesn't no. have to be like net positive or net negative or whatever but yeah I definitely think selfless good deeds exist all over the place big and small like yeah buying the coffee of the person behind you holding a door open for somebody who needs it um to like giving somebody a large sum of money who needs it or donating to a charity or spending your free time doing something that is less fun like I, i am a big i'm a big uh fan of donating blood and plasma but hmm. I would not say it's fun. I don't really like doing it, but I know it's a way I can contribute. So I do it anyway. Yeah. The one the one caveat or distinction I would make to what you're saying and I um is that I definitely think that there are good intentions or sorry, there are like good deeds that you might do with like selfish motives, but they're still good deeds and you shouldn't not like, you know, the world is still getting a good deed, even if you were doing it selfishly. Um, The one caveat I would make is doing something with good intentions that this isn't what you were saying. I'm just kind of adding on a side thing. Um, Doing something with good intentions that actually doesn't have a positive impact, Mm. but you're like, oh well but I thought I was doing something nice like that's that's okay like you know that was nice of you I know you were trying to be nice like um like you know like donating old used t-shirts to Africa do you know what I mean like something like that sure or something where it's like and you know we can I've done um nonprofit work in the past and have kind of you know kind of had a front row seat to this and so I've we won't go off on a tangent but yeah I think that's the difference I think it's like well but I you know I I thought I was doing something good and it actually ended up having a negative impact or whatever and it's like that's okay like I'm not saying like but I think that's important to note that you're not saying well do that anyway because you meant good you know like that's different right well I think once you learn something is not actually a good deed then that's up to you to then you should yes it's okay to learn and grow and move forward don't like you know that's not a personal attack we all know what we know until we learn differently so that's all yeah I will say though that just move forward and pretend like you're doing these good deeds all the time you know that that's not true (laughs) yeah or if you get defensive you know about like Mm -hmm. well you know and kind of like double down and you're like trying to defend your stance or whatever um the other thing I'll say is that I do get annoyed with like companies and celebrities and stuff that do these good deeds that are just like so obviously for PR like I don't know I just 
Because like you were saying, like the world still gets a good deed, but I'm like, I don't buy for one second that you're doing this out of the goodness of your heart. Like, you know. Right. But that's kind of like, that's what I kind of come back to. you're saying? Well, I don't think that it makes it less of a good deed. Like somebody donating $500,000 to charity just for a PR stunt is still $500,000 to that charity. You know what I mean? Like the positive for me outweighs the negative because we know they're just doing it for a PR stunt. Or, well, you know, whatever. so then my thought is like, or you could start to look at the root causes of whatever that that need is that that charity's combating, and figure out how you can like more you know systemically and sustainably resolve it rather than just throwing some cash because you're filthy rich. But, yeah, but cash is important not, too to keep those. things It running. is no, no, of course it is. But what I'm saying is like why like I'm just talking about like addressing inequality. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, well, we're, that's a bit not gonna, much. We'll we're just talking about regular podcast. good deeds. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I'll um, get back on track. So next time Ashley donates money to charity, we all know it's just for a PR stunt for her intermediate Pilates career. <laughs> Help me become a Pilates instructor. <laughs> um, yeah, because a lot of those, a lot of companies do it they do do it just for PR, but like 100%. I said, well, they're businesses. St- businesses exist yeah. to make money. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, right. I don't expect businesses to behave with a heart and soul because they don't have one. They're a business exists to make money. So that's all yeah. good. But it's okay. So we agree. We agree that there are selfless good deeds and that Joey is wrong. Joey is nicely wrong. dressed, but wrong. Nicely dressed, but wrong. And also definitely not on TV. Just I like hand. that. Phoebe try like I like the different things she does throughout the episode though to try to prove him wrong I know (laughs) scooping up the leaves off the old guy's step which I think is really nice yeah that is sweet I think those are the little things that are good trying to rake the leaves what else did she do she let a bee sting her so it looked tough (laughs) in front of his bee friends which is such a Phoebe answer you know it is um but yeah, the bee probably did die. Yeah. But Oops. I think ultimately her uh, her donation to PBS is is like a good example. Like being like, I don't really want to part with this money, but I know it will make a difference for somebody else. Yeah. And being like, I don't like PBS, but I know that they actually are doing good for other kids. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't have this money to spare, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I know that like... Well, I don't know if I'm I don't sorry, I don't know if I'm like jumping the gun here, but you know, it ends up getting Joey on TV her donation, but just because it makes her happy doesn't like I don't know, that's just such a weird barometer. So like it's unrelated. It's a coincidence. It's unrelated. It's, it's yeah, well and it's like she didn't do it knowing that was going to happen. Right. And just because it happened as a result, does that all of a sudden make it that like her good deed isn't actually as good? Of course not. It just yeah, had I don't think so. extra benefit. It's almost like it's almost like you do a good deed and then something good happens. Kind of like you and Matt were saying, like as a function to keep encouraging you to do more good deeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that anyway. that's a bad thing at all. I think that that's like a happy accident. And yeah, that's yeah. a cute way to put it. Yeah, I think that it is a good thing. And, you know, even like you were saying with the celebrities donating a bunch of money 
I'm sure there have been people who have just thrown money at stuff and then they learn how they can help more and then they do. Yeah. But they probably yeah. wouldn't have done that without first getting involved with just the, you know, that's the gateway. Yeah. You go to a lunch or a charity thing and you donate money and then you actually learn and then you're like, huh, how can I do this differently next time? So, you know, I think it all works out. Um, unless so we're we'll just, just being any selfish. minute now, Jeff Bezos will. Uh... <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, there's always yeah. going to be people who just aren't generous and aren't. He's generous. He's generous. He was like providing free pre-K, but it's like, dude, pay your workers living wages. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, let's start. Let's start thing. at the easy part. Yeah. Like, don't act like you're this like you're the people's hero. Anyway, we can carry on. <laughs> um, we can and we will. <laughs> and we will somehow. Um, but also this is this is back towards the beginning of this part but when joey comes in in the tux and chandler's like vomit tux vomit tux yeah we never I learn love, what that's about we never learn but i love when monica's like wait who you know what never mind what's up joe <laughs> what's up joe yeah i like it like, when they call him joe for some reason i, do too. I think it's I, just funny i feel like chandler does it the most often and he does it when joey is like acting ridiculous acting a certain way yeah yeah um, and rachel does it one point too when I can't remember when, but she does it at some point, doesn't she? I think she says, "What's up, Joe?" Maybe I'm not oh, sure. We'll point it out when it happens. I think it's in like season eight or something. Season I just eight. like it. It's yeah, it's cute. Um, yeah, and so I mean that's pretty much it. So we agree there are selfless good deeds, plenty of them, most yes. of them, in fact. Um. But that even selfish ones can still can still have be positive. good. Yeah, they're yep. still good because they're still good deeds. Um, <clears throat> I do like yeah. the part where Joey gets in the fight because he's trying to switch phones and get on camera, mm-hmm. and um, he starts like, like no, fighting no, no, with I'm that. In shot. Yeah, yeah, and so they're behind whoever Gary Collins. That's what it is. Who is that? the host of the telephone oh (laughs) um yeah so he like gets in a fist fight with the the other volunteer so funny fisticuffs (laughs) i wonder if actors really think that that would be good exposure for them no way couldn't be i mean unless i mean joey thinks that i who's gonna who like what talent agent is watching that and is like Oh, very good. I don't know. It must yeah. be so hard being an actor. Yeah. I think it would be. We've given out I some just, really great acting tips on this show, so just keep listening. And <laughs> I just feel like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to have mm-hmm. so much hope for, you have to jump at every chance, and it just it seems like you'd really, there's be, there'd be a lot of letdown and rejection. Yeah. He would be. Do you want to talk about um, Monica and Chandler now? I do. Okay. Monica's secret work boyfriend. Yes. Mm. I'm seeing a guy from work. Ha. Yeah, I know. She once again has no chill. Well, um, start at the beginning. Also, yeah. Well, Rachel comes in and knocks on Monica's door and Monica is practicing the art of seduction. Um, <laughs> and... 
is in some sort of compromising position. Pose. And yeah. Rachel's like, <laughs> come in. I've been waiting, I've been for, waiting you. for you. Um, Monica's game is less than. Um, but it's probably right on par with dating Chandler. So Yeah, exactly. It's once enough again, for Chandler. Net neutral. Yeah. Um <laughs> but uh they uh Rachel's like, What are you doing? And in that position, she's like, Uh I'm dating somebody from work. I'm seeing a guy from work. Like it just came to her. Yeah. And Rachel is very interested in this new secret boyfriend. Um, and she even guesses who it is, which I thought was a bad move on Monica's part. Right, because now, now you're yeah, stuck to that. Yeah, that's true. Now you if can't you're gonna, just like, find some random guy. Yeah, or like, yeah, if, she's, if she catches a Make glimpse it totally or a secret. It, what if she comes into work and sees him, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then uh, Ross and Joey walk in. She thinks she's about to have to explain herself why Chandler's coming in looking fine. Coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. Um, and then we'll get to Ross and Joey, but they just come in. And then Chandler comes in with a bottle of Israel's finest. <laughs> That's what I was And <laughs> every time we are going to open a bottle of wine, Matt's like, you want to bust open a bottle of Israel's finest? <laughs> <laughs> Not just when it's bubbles. No, we never drink bubbles. Just, um, oh. It's literally always just any bottle wine, of wine. Any <laughs> bottle of wine. Israel's finest. Even though I went to the liquor store yesterday, actually, and uh, there was just like one other guy in there and he was looking at wine and he was like, excuse me, um, does you, do you guys have anyone here that could like help me select a few wines? And the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Let me go. Let me go grab my boss. Be right back. So he comes back, and the guy's like, I'm "Looking for something Mediterranean or uh, European, more Mediterranean, maybe Croatian." And I was like, "Is Croatia known for its wine?" I don't think Croatia. I mean, I'm sure they can rustle up a bottle somewhere. I mean, but anybody can. Anybody. Yeah, Michigan can has wine. I mean, for Michigan. <laughs> I've been to wineries in Florida. Um, oh, like. Wow. I'm pretty sure you can drive through any state and did they find randomly. Croatian wine for him? I I was trying were they not like, to the country hover you're thinking too much. of is Italy. <laughs> well, at first he said he wanted a few different bottles. I couldn't tell if he was doing like a specific dinner or a tasting, but it felt like yeah. something like that. Um, he wanted a couple types of very minerally Italian wine. Um, what does that mean? Um. Like an earthy flavor, like oh, not sweet, okay. not very full bodied. Basically, everything I hate in wine, tanicky, so, tanniny. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if I like tan. I can never remember if I like tannins or not. I don't think I do, um, but but like I'm not actually okay. a huge fan of Italian reds in general. I think it's oh. because they are minerally. Um, I didn't know that they were described as minerally. That is, oh, maybe ask Ben. It could yeah. be one of those things like we say buttery for Chardonnay and Ben's like, that's another thing. Um, it could be also like wine is marketed differently in America than in like Australia, mm. New Zealand versus. So that could, who knows? Yeah. But he was saying like minerally and earthy. Um, okay. He's like, doesn't have to be very full bodied. And I'm like, I don't, 
You're like, so like a light good. watery what red. Do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking for? Like dirt? <laughs> um, anyway, I just thought it was really interesting that he pulled out Croatia as wine. I mean, I went yeah. to some wineries in Greece, but I don't know that Greek wine is like anything Yeah, like to... sought after. Well, I guess, yeah. see, I probably the thing to do there for the boss would have been like, hmm, what? are you trying to pair this with? Or like, what's the vibe yeah. you're going for? Because you know how sometimes people are like, here's what I want. And then you're like, no, no you've jumped to really a conclusion. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, tell me what your outcome, what outcomes are you hoping for here? And I can help you. Well, I hope that when man people, found what he needed. When people come in to the hairstylist and bring a picture of a style, not of a cut, they're like, I want beach waves. And you're like, well, I can't cut you beach waves. So what kind of cut or like, do you want? My sister says that like sometimes people will come in and she'll be like, okay, um, you and the celebrity have very different hair types. So let me explain how this would actually look on you. Right. Which I imagine a lot of people probably had to have that conversation about the Rachel cut back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm not sure what this guy ended up with for wine. but um, What did you end up with? Oh, I bought, I was buying some Belgian beer for Matt. Oh, yum. Yeah. Um, I get my wine Bottle, A couple Joe's. bottles of Israel's Finest. A couple of bottles. I get Israel's Finest at Trader Joe's normally. Um, <laughs> there's a news in I'm really into from there. So I've been Ooh. sticking to that. Um, but anyway. Uh, I've Chandler been, comes I've in been, with... You've been you what? No, you go. I was going to say I've been loving a Chardonnay lately, but that doesn't really help our Northern Hemisphere listeners. I feel like you've been listeners. loving a Chardonnay... Like all year, yeah. Well, couple I mean, years. We were in Palm Springs, yeah. You're really yeah. Into you may be right. Maybe it has I been think a couple. That's years. just what you like. <laughs> I do. I like Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. There's some Chardonnays I like, but I don't gravitate. I know you don't like if Sauv you, Blanc, though. So. I don't like most Sauv Blancs, although there are a couple that are. Um, not so bad. Like Ben's parents were here last weekend and they left us a bottle of Sauv Blanc and I cracked into it because I just wanted a glass of wine and it was already like in the fridge. Um, mm. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It, yeah. Green pepper, green bell pepper. Mm. and Yeah, I love when they wasn't... have a really peppery taste. So good. Mm. Anyway, so they're going to have a bottle of Israel's Finest because Chandler's finest. <laughs> office got free wrinkle-free fax paper. Which I don't, he, I mean, I think that's one of those 90s things like, jokes. we're just too young to understand. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't understand what the difference of the paper would be. I think it's kind of like with the printer, like when paper jams. I think it's like oh. maybe like the fax machine used to jam because like the paper would wrinkle. It's like I don't know. Paper. Fax machines are weird to me. Yeah, I don't really understand them. Um, they're like Morse code, but and anybody pictures. can send you anything. Yeah, it's really it, it honestly, and you have to pay for the printing of it. <laughs> it. Is impressive technology for how long it's been around. It's like digitally, it's sending you a picture over the phone. I honestly don't understand. <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I, know, I think we've not, already talked about this before. Uh, we probably have, but it constantly <laughs> baffles my mind. I'm going to have to do a deep dive sometime in how fact machines like work. It's like when they ask little kids how they think, <laughs> like when they explain how like dial-up it, internet used yeah. to work, and they're all yeah. like, what? That's yeah. Renee with the fax machine. Oh, yeah. I 
Yeah, I'm useless with them. Um, but I love when he like is like, ah, ha, 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 like the noise he makes yeah. when he sees everybody standing around. Oh, gosh. Oh. It's a thing. It's a yeah, thing. it gets, he kind of keeps that energy going. Um, yeah. Big goof energy. <laughs> um, big because dork they, energy? Big dork energy. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, he is a big goober this entire episode. Um, yeah. Because Rachel's looking for all the hot goss from Monica about her yeah. new secret work boyfriend. And she brings it up in front of Chandler, which I'm like, Rachel, not the time. Like... I feel like some things are just girl talk. Like girl talk, you know? yeah. 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 Um, and I know I maybe, you know, they're all always talking about everything, so maybe they don't have those kind of boundaries, but... True. But, I mean, Monica could have said, Rachel, I'll tell you later. That's girl talk. I know. She probably should have. Um, but Rachel lets it slip that it's the best sex Monica's ever had. <sighs> and then Chandler's and big dork energy flares big right dork up. Energy, but I do like when he's like, "You said that. You said it's the best you've ever had," and he just starts laughing, starts cracking up. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, interesting. It's a win for Chandler. That's good. It's the man a big needs a win. win for Chandler. He needs a win. It's a big win for him. Um, that would be so embarrassing though to find it out secondhand or have it exposed secondhand. It'd be embarrassing for Monica. for Monica. Yeah. For Monica. Yeah. Also because, you know, they, they're they both still kind of in that playing it cool-ish phase. I mean. Right. We're just fooling around kind of thing. Yeah. Like they have done the like romantic, you know, bubble bath and all that type of stuff. But it isn't. It, yeah. They really haven't defined it. They haven't kind of come clean as far as we know with each other, with their feelings and right. how much it, you know, what it means to them. So nobody wants to yeah. be seen as the one that's like. No one wants to go first. Exactly. So, yep. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, And Chandler just is like the least breezy person. Oh, my And it's like, well, if I found out that it was me, that it was the best you ever had, uh, I would do this. I would do this. does the world's least attractive dance. (laughs) Um, The Shelly Winters from Poseidon Adventure dance. (laughs) All I have to say is that he does this dance a few other, this style of dance a few other times. And it is more disturbing to me when he's in one of his super, super skinny phases. I think because his face, like his eyes kind of bulge out and. Yeah. Yep. So I don't, it's not that I like it now, but I mind it less if that makes sense. Um, Because when he's really skinny, it's just. He doesn't look like he's going to snap in half. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's always wearing like the super baggy sweater vests and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he is just like Funny. doing that goofy dance. And he, if you were cooking on the stove, is your new secret boyfriend better in bed than Richard? Um, that is so funny. Like, it's funny, but have these conversations in private, Chandler. Like, you are just. And not in a grody way. Yes. He's, well, because isn't that conversation. No, that conversation is in private, isn't it? Or does he do that one no, in front of everybody? It's in front oh, of everybody. Oh, that's right. Because then Rachel goes. Rachel's like, Chandler. Oh, Chandler. I mean, is, is he? he? <laughs> that, yeah. yeah, he's gloating. He's gloating. And like, I understand, like you said, big win for Chandler. But yeah. 
he i mean if he would like to keep having sex with monica i think he he needs to read the freaking room he doesn't get it does he (laughs) oh my gosh like what who would not see her like she basically wants to crawl inside of herself and daggers well and you know uh, what he does this too with the whole like we're just goofing around with the male nurse thing last episode yes and like he's already just put his foot in his mouth yeah he just keeps like he he's very lucky he did not torpedo this because there's been two pretty big goof ups on his seriously um and when they have the magic eight ball monica's like let me see if it works will chandler have sex tonight not likely (laughs) or wouldn't count on it or something like that (laughs) looks like it works to me um but yeah because in private she she tells him he's like oh you don't want to book some time with the best you've ever had and she's like no because you know what champ (laughs) yeah champ and then she mocks his dance like yeah. That, speaking of snapping in half, though, she, I feel like yeah. her hip is going to, like, come yeah. out of socket. She's just, just so small. Dislocate. She's, yeah, I thought that um, there was a lot of angles there. A lot of angles. Um, So, you know, like, now he knows that he's a big, fat idiot. Um, yes. And I have to say, though, when he decides to come in and actually apologize, it's yes. some of his best work. He recovers very well. And I'm he glad because then well. they... They do find, like, rather than him being like, oh, ho, ho, best you've ever had, huh? Like, then he's finally like, honestly, Monica, it's like, us. it's only because I'm with you. Like, I was not good before you. You know, he doesn't have yep. to grovel. He kind of goes that way and he sort of makes it so he has to because he was so gloaty before. But yeah, you know, he does then kind of like comes to the table, doesn't make her feel embarrassed and is like, it's us. It's the two of us together. And that's really sweet. It is really sweet. And I think, like, that is the right answer. Yes. <laughs> you <agree>. know. <laughs> so, I mean, good job, Chandler. Nice recovery. I, yeah. I'd you hold didn't, on to that you shouldn't one have as had long to, as you can. Shouldn't have had to tank it to get there, but he did bomb and then recover. So that's good. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, so they're still having secret love. Clandestine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Ross, who had to talk loud because the movie was loud. <laughs> it was before um, we get into it. Do you like this hairstyle on Ross? It's very tall. It's kind of makes his head look really big. It looks but it's really better big. Than, and yeah, his like raked through what? Zen Garden gel hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, when I think of this hairstyle, I think of the one where he gets uh put on leave on account of his rage oh his yeah his hair is so big like pretty much from now until then do you know what it reminds me of um i think it is the sixth harry potter or maybe it's the third they all when have... was 1998 <laughs> <laughs> no excuse me 15 <laughs> um they all have really shaggy haircuts it's just funny because mm-hmm. like you know harry potter like they're just very of the styles of the times and yeah there's one of them where like they'd had pretty clean cut hair and then every single guy in the movie or like young guy in the movie has like real shaggy haircuts and this is what that looks like it's quite shaggy and large it's very large um i don't hate it bravo um i would just like ross to have normal hair but i we don't we don't always get what we want um (laughs) but yeah he's yelling into the phone and he's uh 
insulting people, which is a great way to get what you want from them. Yeah. Um, and I do love when he's like, is this 00114927, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, wait, oh, it's 72, not 27. Wait, which 72? Wait, which seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the number, when you add in the country code, it's so long. Yeah. And I, it's one number longer than our U.S. numbers anyway. Which is a 10 digit. Although I guess it's 11 yeah. if you add the one. What do you mean if you add the one? What if you oh, do if oh, you do like one that makes one, it an eleven yeah. digit? Yeah, right, sorry, yes, because right. U.S. is country code one. Yeah, Number New Zealand one, is plus six four for those of you that are wondering. <laughs> Surprise! It's not like two hundred and eleven down there. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are still some phone numbers in New Zealand that are five digits. So like Ben's parents' house, like landline, is like O six. Three five four or something like that, and it's and like, you can where's call the rest that from of it? your phone. I think so, yeah, because I don't have a landline. You don't have to put it's, in like the area code or anything or whatever. The the O six is the area code. Oh, that's and there's crazy. some there's some cell phones here that are a shorter number, like instead of being like one two three four five six seven, they're one two three four five six, and there's some that are. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They're just doing crazy things with numbers down here in this okay. country. Whatever, New Zealand. Like, get I don't know how it works, but it. somehow it works. Yeah. I, I guess it's like thing. some are too short, so they add an extra number to everybody. I don't know. They're sharing numbers. I don't know. Well, you'd think when they like made people add another Phones? number, they would just oh. make everybody add a number. Like, But they didn't have know. to, I guess, because it... I don't know. It's like they did five digits and they're like, oh, crap, ran out. All right, go six. Oh, still ran out. All right, add a seventh. Like, so so somewhere somebody's number is like 11. Probably. What, what I wonder if like Ben's parents' number is one, two, three, four, five. What if somebody's number is one, two, three, four, five, six? Does it just dial them first? No, I think it must. I was wondering about that, but it must wait a second until you finish entering stuff. Or they don't have don't anybody know. with six. And then that just eliminates a whole. Nother, you got to like, call Alexander Graham Bell. I don't know how I it know. works. <laughs> um, I we went camping a couple weekends ago, and we were in a different area, and we ordered. Uh, it wasn't Postmates, but it was one of them. Yeah, and like I put all these. So you basically the campsite we were at was weird. You got off the interstate, and like on the, as you're like on the exit ramp. When you get to the end of the exit ramp, there was a super hard right. Like, basically, where you turn right, you basically make a U-turn right. to go to the campsite. If you keep going, it's going to take you down that road, but that's a one-way road because it's coming off the exit. So oh. I put in the instructions, like, please don't use the address. Use the pin on Google Maps, like, of this campsite because otherwise it's going to take you down the road. Make sure you take the hard right. Call me with any issues. Da, 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 da. The guy calls me and he's like, oh, I'm down here at the check-in. And I was like, the check-in's over here. You're at the wrong spot. And he's like, well, I don't see you. I'm like, well, I know you don't see me because you're in the wrong spot. Did you read the instructions? He's like, oh, I didn't see any. I was like, I wrote a freaking novel. Anyway, I was like, my husband's just going to walk over and um, meet you. I think we know where you are. 
And he's like, okay. It was clear that he just, he wanted us to come to him. He wasn't going to try to figure out where we were yeah. or whatever. So I was like, is this, you know, I kind of read off the number that he called me from <laughs> and was like, is this your number, you know, 212815? He's like, oh, no, that's like the Google Voice one. Right, right, and I was right. Like, okay, so what's your number? And he's like, 3832541. And I was like, what's the what's area the rest code? Of it? He's like two eight three three five four one, and I was like, "Okay, well, I don't live here, so what's the area code? <laughs> like, I can't just. I'm not calling from a landline or a walkie-talkie." Um, <laughs> I was like, "This guy." I, it was just such an odd interaction. Like, I haven't had anybody try to give me their phone number without an area code in like 15 years. Yeah, because we all you know? still have like, you still have a Florida phone number, right? And it's like yeah. everybody yeah. just yeah. But even like, is this you know, 044? Right. Postmates. <laughs> but I'm like, you know, you're delivering to a campsite. You think I live here? You know, and mm. even if I did, chances, are, I don't know. It's just, it was just odd in general. All his friends must have landlines or are I locals. Guess so. Yeah. I'm not really sure what his deal was. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ross is calling everybody in the UK trying to find on a Emily. cell phone back in the 90s on which is a like cell phone yeah the bill would be just astronomical that's what I thought yeah oh yeah I mean, I'm nothing I would be if not my really dad's good, child <laughs> I know well seriously I mean really until like I mean even now I think if you called internationally well it might not be the same now but 10 if years you're calling ago landlines from a cell yeah it, 10 years ago it wasn't it's just it would have been astronomical yeah um because even like international calls on a regular phone was expensive and yeah cell phones you're paying for minutes you're paying, you're paying for, for minutes yeah you're paying for everything um Oof. so yeah i don't know how much money ross has spent trying to get in touch with emily by calling prissy old twits and all sorts <laughs> of stuff um but anyway uh he hangs up and finally his phone rings and it's Emily and mm. he's like, it's Emily, it's Emily. And he picks up the lamp and hands it to Chandler and Chandler's like, what yeah. am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. That was improvised. Did you know that? Oh no, I didn't. Yeah. Cause he's like, shh, so that- sh- 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 it's Emily, you guys. And like, he's yeah. like freaking out. He just picks up the lamp and like runs it over. And, uh, Matthew Perry's face is perfect. He's like, and you handed me a lamp because Emily's gone. How funny. <laughs> oh, David um, but that was, yeah. So that was like a little, um, a little, a little light improv. What do you call that? Physical comedy? A little physical humor. Um, Matt thinks everything is improv, but this right. time he would be right. Um, but yeah, so Emily's like, I only called to tell you to stop harassing my relatives. Goodbye. And um, she's like, and- in bed yes. like still obviously like yeah i have a theory why she's in bed though because it's nighttime in london oh that did not um <laughs> i did not include that in my theory okay, um we'll, we'll call because that it's maybe. really interesting that he, she's in bed the entire time every time she calls him yeah um and i think i think you're right it is supposed to convey a like she's I mean, like morning Kind yeah. Of thing. Like, but yeah. I, I actually think it's because I just learned this recently, and actually before I watched this episode, I don't remember. I think it might have been when I was looking for some trivia. 
I came across this, um, which speaking of, if you guys don't already follow us on Instagram, I've already plugged this once, oh. but another reason is the trivia every Thursday, Thursday which trivia. is really fun. And some people Ashley said I, they look for it. It's what it's the highlight of their week. Some, some people, people have been calling over it one American trivia heaven, <laughs> little drops of trivia heaven. But what do I know? Um, <laughs> Ashley and I take turns making them up every other week. So we actually yeah. get to participate in our own trivia, which is really fun. And, and pat it's each a other on the back week. for great trivia. Yeah, we're trivia. always like, ooh, great trivia. Um, <laughs> so we have a lot of fun doing it, and yeah. a lot of you already play. So if you haven't started playing, it's a Please great reason join. to follow us. We actually don't post a whole lot of other stuff, so you're not going to have like your entire feed full of garbage you don't care about. It'll be other than garbage photos you care of about from Disney. <laughs> I mean, um, who wouldn't you know, want to see that, much, though? We pretty much just post new episodes each week and then Thursday yeah. trivia, most of it. And embarrassing tidbits every once yes. in a while. All um, the gold. But yeah, Sorry, I so, learned... so why do you think, yeah. Well, I learned that the reason they wrote Emily out was because she was pregnant. Oh, really? Yes. She got pregnant between seasons four and five, and she wasn't able to film in the U.S., so... That's why they put her. Oh, and now that I'm, I'm actually reading this now. It says, mm. as a result, her appearances were only heavily swaddled in bedclothes. <laughs> bed they clothes. wrote her out a lot earlier than they thought they would. Oh. Um, and then I did a little digging, and she basically, um, she had like such an odd experience. She had been on some like soap operas and stuff like that. Like she was already a recognized actress, but when she was on friends she's like it was next level i couldn't like go get milk you know it's wow, just yeah. such a a thing and she's like i don't regret it once like she basically gave up her career to have a family um mm-hmm. and now she's now she does some stuff again i think now that her kids are a little bit older but she she's just basically like, like want... at the height of her career mm-hmm. yeah she was like, I didn't want, I got a taste of what fame was like, and it wasn't what I was looking for. So Wow, really? She, yeah. So, yeah. So, she so can I ask, not to come back. can I ask um, what the original storyline was for Emily? So if it wasn't. That I couldn't find. Because hmm. that's so feeling... interesting for them to have come up with that on the fly, because yeah. it was so good. Well, I'm wondering if they knew, I, I wonder if it was always the plan. And there just might have been some more back and forth. Because I can't, I I think we talked about this a little bit. I can't actually imagine a world where Ross and Emily get married and it was normal. I wonder if the plan was to have it, Rachel come over and actually like, oh, maybe it was always the plan is what you're saying, but like they try to make it work a little bit more or something like that. Yeah, I think that okay. there just might have been a little more... Um, more Emily and like a longer yeah thing with them like trying to figure out how it's going to work maybe she does move to New York but I think the only way for her to leave like easily this is like kind of one of the only ways to get her out easily and I have a right like you said without like plan one of them cheating or like Mm -hmm. like yeah doing something just like unforgivable yeah yeah right um Instead, it's just like, oops, Ross doesn't know how to talk normal. 
Um, Ross's brain is broken. <laughs> Ross's brain medicine. Dr. Falange. <laughs> well, um, so I wanted to say, so that, thank you. That was very interesting. Juicy goss. But, good um, tidbits. So when, when she calls and she's like, I'm only calling to say stop harassing my relatives. And he's like, goodbye. I said good yeah, day, and he's sir. Like, I said good day, sir. And he's like, no, Emily, wait. I'm going to call all of London if I have to. I just want you to talk to me. And she's like, really? What about? And it's like... <laughs> Okay, so she was calling him because she misses him a lot and really did actually want yeah. to hope I know. that he I'm would like, fight for her. Didn't I mean, why do you think he's calling everybody, you weirdo? Like Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, of course she I mean, she wanted to marry him. And yeah. even though she's super hurt, as she should be, or as she absolutely is entitled to be, um, I don't think that means you just stop stop loving you yeah yeah you don't stop loving them so it's a hard I can't imagine being in that position I honestly can't it no it's terrible it's terrible um and it's like it's such it is hurtful and embarrassing but I wouldn't even call it an indiscretion you know like he didn't cheat he wasn't thinking about cheating he wasn't like having secret conversations it is literally right. just a slip of the tongue and it's over. And so yeah. it is hard to know how, I mean, we have debated this many times. Ross has debated this. Rachel has debated this. Everybody's debated this. What does it actually mean? And it could mean everything and it could also mean nothing. So there's honestly no way to know. Ever. Mm. So let's get into what she like her stipulations because I feel like that kind of plays into I want to I want to say my opinions but I feel like that plays into it okay well first she's like can you move to London and he's like well I can't because I have been which is interesting to me um because when Rachel goes to move to Paris he's just like okay see ya bye Emma less important child um <laughs> well <laughs> I know it's different but it is like okay I mean I'm glad I've he doesn't just tried want to, to abandon his son but I've tried to convince my sister to move to New Zealand and she can't because she's like I can't I, the, the girls have their dad you know they're not separate so right she can't take them away well I know but your sister is a very involved parent um oh and you mean like Ross is not <laughs> as involved with Ben Right. True. True. Um, I think it's just when it's convenient for him, you know, he gets Ben Pumpkinhead out. And, yeah. <laughs> um, Pumpkinhead. But when Chandler's like, you could just video conference with him. I'm like, what futuristic world are you living in, Chandler? Could you video conference you in can, 1998? You, I don't know. You've just got fax paper that works. I know. So. You could just fax uh, him. Well, as as you and I from that photo would know. There used to be that ride at Disney World yeah. in the big Epcot golf ball. And yeah. at the end, it was two people essentially on FaceTime. Right. Um, but it was the future. Like, it was the future. And it was like, wow. It was like the dad was in Tokyo and he was like saying yep. goodnight to the kids back in L.A. type thing. And it was like, yep. wow. And that was before like iPhones existed. That was before... There was no type of like video conferencing, anything. I mean, I guess no. Pete Becker's doing it, so there's some sort of potential. But no, it wasn't I guess that's like true. it wasn't. Um, it certainly wasn't Readily in our available. pockets. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I remember when Skype Skype became a thing right before I studied abroad, and that was 2007. Um, wow. Yeah. Because I don't was, know what I would have – I don't know how no. I would have talked to anybody if I didn't have Skype. Um, Dang. So – and look at us but, now. And look at us now. Now we're we're using FaceTime audio, which is really just a phone call, but yeah, a free one, which is nice. You know, <laughs> it's a free one. Um, but anyway, uh, so I read online that this scene was cut out on streaming. So you tell me if it was in yours or not. But there's a okay. scene where Ross goes to Carol's to try to convince her to move to london with ben oh yeah i forgot about that and he's like go pack yeah Woo-hoo. and yeah. she's like he's like yeah see ben wants to go and susan's like and yeah susan, we leave yeah. all of our big decisions to the three-year-old to the three-year-old um, you know what that was cut out of the streaming version but okay. i remember it from college yeah so those of you that don't have the dvds yeah that's pretty much what we just said happens um exactly. he goes over could... there to try to convince him to convince the, yeah. the women the women I was going to say the girls, and then that sounded weird. And then the women sounds even weirder. So how about Susan and Carol? Yeah. <laughs> um, he goes over to convince Susan and Carol, and he's like, what? They have tea and a queen? The queen? I mean, uh-huh. um, like, So he he really yeah. is trying to make it work so that he can move to London. It's a big ask. Bit of a big ask. It's but really it's nice that ask. he – it's kind of like when Rachel tried – to see if maybe Frank Jr. wanted to part with one of his babies. You know, it's like, right. you got to at least say that you tried. Yes. Um, so obviously that's a no. And he goes back to Emily and is like, well, it's officially a no. You know, I can't be away from Ben. Yeah. Um, and he's like, can't he's you move like, to New York? You were going to do it anyway. Yep. And Please just like, come over here. He's, she says, okay. Yeah. And he's like, what? Okay. He's like, well, she says, as long as you don't see Rachel anymore. Yes. So let's now talk about oh, that. Can we? Oh, yeah, we have to, I guess. <laughs> so d- what are your thoughts about it? I have many and they're conflicting. Okay. You so, have reasons and they are threefold? They are threefold. Um. My first thought is, is that Emily has been extremely hurt and regardless of if it meant anything or not, in this situation, Ross is the one in the wrong, for better, for lack of better words. Like, he's the one that caused the the turmoil. Um, So in that way, I think the give Emily anything she wants argument stands. But then there's reality where Rachel lives with Ross's sister. Right. And like, I just, yeah, I just don't see, even if he agrees to it, I don't see how it would work. I guess he does agree to it. But I, that's where I see it being unreasonable. I would understand where she would say, I don't want you to be alone with her. Right. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time with her. Um, maybe once the air clears a bit. Um, but I understand her hesitation, but I don't know what she's asking is realistic. Um, and, and I think I would feel differently if there had been, cheating or 
yeah even like gray area situations you know like long conversations or secret hangouts or whatever so I think that's what I think yeah what do you think um so my first reaction okay I'm with you Lauren like I'm conflicted right because on the one hand it's like Emily is hurt and she has every right to be hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in her mind, Ross did this thing. But I almost kind of wonder if Emily is more so like, like it's not, maybe it's not that she doesn't trust Ross, but maybe it's that she doesn't trust Rachel. And that it's like, totally. in her mind, Rachel, yeah, like, I know you had said before in one of the episodes we were talking about this, you had said that it's like, well, it, it's up to the two people in the relationship. Um, and so that is where like, you know, you can't expect every woman to not hit on your boyfriend. You expect your boyfriend to like handle it a- appropriately. Right. Um, and, but I do think that like maybe in this case, she kind of thinks like, well, I know that there's history there potentially she has a feeling that Rachel never got over Ross. And so in her mind, Rachel's trying to undermine their relationship and she could very well see Rachel showing up to their wedding last minute. Like, I know that she doesn't know that she came there to break up the wedding, but she could think that like, you know, girls like, like girls recognize this in each other where it's like, they're saying like, Oh, I'm just here to support. And it's like, no, I know what you're doing. You're like, making yourself seen and known and trying to like keep your foot in the door type thing, you know? And so I kind of think that it's like, I mean, if that's what's going on, like Emily's not really reading Rachel wrong in that sense. Right. Um, And I get that she is mistrustful of Rachel. No, she might also be mistrustful of Ross. um, And like, that's in a couple episodes. So like, you know, where she kind of says, like, I want to know what you're doing at all times. So it's like, if you don't trust Ross, you don't have a relationship. But I think the right now, yeah. it's not necessarily that she doesn't trust Ross, but it's that she doesn't trust Rachel. And she is well within her rights to not trust Rachel. So right. I kind of see that. I think the way that you've said she could handle it about being like, don't be alone or like, look, I just don't try to force me to be friends with her right now. I don't mm-hmm. want to. Like, that's totally appropriate. Now, on the other hand, I think that when Emily was there, I think in Emily's mind, this is so much, it's like she doesn't actually know if it's a thing or not. All of this is speculation. Because when she was in New York, they always just spent time, the two of them, like gallivanting around town. And so in my mind, I'm like, maybe don't commit to like moving there permanently. You know, maybe just say you're going to come try it for a month and see if you guys can work through things or whatever. But like, yeah, I think she needs to come over there to see like, is this actually a problem? Yeah. Like, like it's not. Or maybe it is like, you know, one way or another confirm. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking that um, as you were talking, I was like, you know, it's one of those things that you build something up in your head so much. Yes. Um. It's hard to know That's if it's the anticipation worse. of the yeah. situation or the actual situation. Because she's sitting anxious. over there just thinking like all this time they're hanging yeah. out. Who knows? Yep. Is it her wheels are her just house spinning late at night or she's, you yep. know, in a nighty? Like she has no mm-hmm. idea what's going on. So I'm kind of like, look, go over there. Maybe just say like I can't commit to like 
quitting my job and moving over there now because now I'm just, you know, now everything's just up in the air and unknown, but just go over there, just go over there and, and, and try to kind of vibe it out and talk to Monica and talk to other people. And like, you know, she's just, she just doesn't know. Yeah. But I'm also now thinking about it and I'm thinking if this was me. Um, I've always thought of it in Ross, Rachel, and Emily, but now I'm like, oh, if Matt said some other girl's name, a girl we knew and spent a lot of time with, yeah, would I ever want him to it, that you suspected hang out with her? liked him, or that you uh-huh. you knew that they had, or a they history. had like a girl, that, yeah, they had history, yeah. I think I, I don't know that I would be out of bounds saying I don't want you to spend time with her, yeah. Um, so it feels big because we know we're seeing Ross, like, want yeah. nothing more than to patch things up with Emily. Um, and we're seeing that Rachel, even though her intention was to go there and tell him that she loved him, she didn't. And then told him later and was like, actually, can and we then just forget like, the whole thing happened? Yeah, you I'm know? over it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we know it's not a threat at this point. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that I, if in Emily's shoes, would know that. Yeah, totally. Um, I, I really think the only way to do it is just to try. Um, at yeah. this point, you're screwed regardless. So you may as well give it one last go and see what happens. Um, yeah. And but like, it's kind of I, an impossible situation. I get that it's embarrassing for her and it really sucks and you're in a lot of pain. But I guess it's like, she clearly does still love him. So she doesn't want to just be like, no, forget it. Annul it. That's the end of it. You know, like this was such a mistake. I can't believe I did that. So it's like, well, then just go over there, give it a try and just, you know, and then if it works great. And if it doesn't, okay, then like, I don't know. I guess we just do so much stuff out of embarrassment and like hurt and Mm -hmm. shame where it's kind of just like, it does. I think like, I'm not trying to downplay how much it hurts you know, to have your heart broken. But I don't think the like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't believe that, you know, that kind of thing is like, you got to get over that because you do the best at the time with the information you have and Uh your heart was telling you something. And so you went for it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he's in an impossible situation and it doesn't help that Rachel's like, well, just give Emily anything she wants. You can talk to me about it. Aww. Like she, it's sad because she's trying to be helpful, you know? She's, and, um, and he's like, that's the one thing know. I can't do. I know. Uh, I, lo- I feel like I just love Rachel in this scene. Like she's being so sweet and she's like, if yeah. you need to talk, hi, you know? And like, yeah. this is, a, she's just like, she's tr- truly being such a good friend to him and like yeah. really wanting to help him out. And, and finally, not because she selfishly, you know, wants to right. like get with him. So I love her in this scene and it's, it is heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. And, um, and the fact that like Emily calls and he's like, yep, I can do it. So you come to New York and it's like, Rachel yeah. is sitting right there. Um, yeah. And the, th- what kills me is what has to happen next because instead of being upfront with her, which I don't think she would have been happy about. No, like she but that's what Ross should have done. Yeah. Right. Um, because I think ultimately she 
would have figured out how to be understanding of the situation. But instead, he blindsides her with it in the next episode. And yeah, I think you're right. Ugh. I think he could have like she wouldn't have been happy. Obviously, everybody else no. is totally conflicted yes. when they're like, you're right. Oh, but that's true. And he's like, great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like, I think what he could have he could have probably been like, look, Rach, um, this is what Emily's asked. She's obviously really shaken up about it, but she just doesn't know you and she doesn't know our relationship. So like, let's just like. Yeah. I'm going to take a break from like, I'm just going to try to like make this work at first. And then I'm really hoping that with time, like she'll get to realize what a wonderful person you are and how much our friendship means and how that it's just a friendship, you know, like basically like, let's just try to make this work temporarily and then we'll deal with the next step when we can deal with the next step. And then it's up to Emily to come to the table and kind of like, well, this is what I was thinking when I was watching this, realize that nothing's going on. Or maybe she'll think something is and Mm -hmm. she wouldn't necessarily be fully wrong, you know, because like we've said, there's kind of always that thing. And so then it's up to Emily to decide like, well, can I deal with this? Yes. Mm -hmm. Relationship in his life or not. And yeah. And then it's like because because I know that, um, you know, I've dated somebody who like their ex. I don't know. I I just didn't feel good about it. And so it's kind of like, you know, it was between he and I how he handled it. But like she wasn't a best friend that was in his life every day. So I was kind of like, yeah, I don't feel good. about. Like I kind of feel like she's trying to creep back in. Can you handle that? And he was like, oh, I I didn't see it like that. But yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, I don't know. I saw this funny meme the other day that was like how to get your girlfriend's attention. And it was like, hey, what was that show you were telling me about that your boss watched? Hey, babe, what was the name of that show? This is like in a text message. And it's like, my ex stopped by work today. And she immediately was like, what did she want? (laughs) And he's like, she wanted to know what the name of the show was your boss told us about. (laughs) That's a really good one. (laughs) Oh, it made me laugh so hard. It's like, yeah, Hmm. they don't have time to respond. That is a very good way to get our attention. (laughs) What about the Yes. Message received. Um, yeah. So I don't think that Ross is in the wrong by agreeing to Emily's ultimatum. I do think he's wrong for not being up for Rachel. Not, yeah. And, like, by not letting Rachel know that. Continuing <laughs> to talk to everybody else about it. Yeah. And yeah. like, I get that he's stressed out, but like, yeah. Emily's showing up in a few days use this time to make a plan not to like delay the inevitable until it all uh-huh. comes to a head. Um, yeah. I really don't like Ross in this episode because he's when he's like, he's not downing the Pepto-Bismol. I think that's the next one, but he's like violently one. shaking the um, magic eight ball and he's being like really rude to everybody when he's like, what do I do? And they're kind of like, geez, I don't know. And he's like, great. Thanks guys. And I was like, did you want them to resolve this in 30 seconds? Like, Jeez, like, sit down, A. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, we understand it's an impossible situation, um, but you're the one that's in it, and you have to make the choice. Like, nobody can choose but you. Yeah. So, yeah, I really don't like the next episode. He just – he doesn't handle this well. Um, It's not his best moment. True. So So, we have a lot to look forward to. I know. Um, So, Um, yeah, and and then also spoilies, like – Emily doesn't get any better either. So like things do just sort of. Right. But maybe it's because he wasn't here. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but 
Anyway, next episode is five five season five episode five the one with all the kips oh yeah mm, boy mm. and we yeah. can pick this conundrum this kobayashi maru do you know what that is what's a kobayashi be- maru i would have thought you would have known isn't um isn't matt a star trek fan uh yeah kobayashi maru is the impossible problem or the unsolvable problem They gave it to all the cadets before they um, graduate from the Federation school. (laughs) You guys are cool. I've got big dork energy. We grew up as a Star Trek family. You guys are really cool. We're cool. That's what he'll watch if I'm like not making him watch friends. Yeah. So anyway, it's the impossible problem. Oh, okay. Well, Kobayashi Maru to you too. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So we've got lots, lots of drama right now. It's about to yeah. be lots of drama, so buckle up, y'all. And join us for <sighs> trivia on Thursday, tomorrow. Yes, join at us. At whatever point in the day we put it up. Anywhere yes. between New Zealand and Standard Time. And, and it stands <laughs> up. It's up for 24 hours, so you've got yeah. time. Oh, yeah, it's in stories. It's in stories, so you can check it out at your leisure. Um, <laughs> great. Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. It's been episode four, the one where Phoebe hates PBS. Join us next and time for the one with all the kips. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye. Bye.